0: We are 24 hours away from TLC, and as the final pay-per-view of the year approaches, it's time for your boy to take one last shot at a perfect night of predictions. This is the Closet Champion Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Closet Champion Podcast. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. You know, fall was not very kind to my batting average, so to speak, but as we come stumbling toward the finish of 2020, WWE has given me one last shot to put up some all-star numbers, so we're going to see how good we can do tell you I'm definitely looking forward to 2021 putting all of this in the past and I will say that I seem to be especially terrible this year at my NXt predictions. So perhaps my New year's resolution should be to focus a little more on Nxt and I plan on doing just that. But now is not the time for that. Now is the time for some tables, ladders, and chairs predictions. So let's get on with it. First up, we have Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and I'm doing this match first because I want to get it out of the way. I do not care about this match, not even a little bit. Uh, The new Carmella does nothing for me. This rivalry does nothing for me. Sasha Banks seems to be in a holding pattern of sorts, which I'm fine with. There's worse people uh, to be having sort of minor title defenses than Sasha Banks. She always puts on a good match, so I'm fine with that. But I just don't think there's anything here worth talking about. I mean, Carmella can go in the ring more than people probably give her credit for. But even if this turns out to be a good in-ring match, there's just no substance here. I just, I don't know that that whole champagne toast thing that they tried to do on SmackDown was really bad, as was Sheamus's toast that he tried to do to Jeff Hardy several months ago. Uh, I think WWE just needs to learn no more toasts. There, it's not good. Uh, unless you're at a roast or at the hall of fame induction ceremony, I don't think there's any room for toasts inside a wrestling ring. It always is lame. It, it always is a very meh segment. And the one on Friday was no exception. Uh, that being said, I just, I don't think we're at the peak of the Sasha Banks storyline. And like, I just don't, I don't see how Carmelo wins here and how that's good storytelling if Carmella does win here. I think we have to build back up, probably toward her versus Bailey at WrestleMania. I still want to see that. Uh, but this is that lull that I was talking about that I thought Bailey would be doing. I thought it was going to be Bailey doing it. turns out it's Sasha Banks who's kind of in this holding pattern, at least until the Royal Rumble, where I think the rivalry is going to pick up again. Uh, but for now, let's just have Sasha have a good match and get the win. Coming up next, we've got uh, New Day versus Hurt Business. And unlike Sasha versus Carmella, I'm actually really pumped for this match. I've been enjoying the singles matches that all four of these guys have been putting on on Raw recently. And all of these guys can go in the ring. You know, it's really saying something when the least athletic guy in the ring is Shelton Benjamin. So all fantastic workers. I'm not seeing a ton of shakeups in this pay-per-view as far as titles go, but I feel like if there is a good spot for a title change, it's right here. I like the idea of the Hurt business holding a lot of gold. It makes sense for their characters to do so. I think Lashley as U.S. champion has been a really good move. It's definitely elevated his status in the company, at least for the time being. But if we want to create a new star out of the New Day, it's going to be Cedric Alexander and I think having him as tag team champions right now is kind of perfect. Uh, beating the New Day, it's it it still means something, but New Day is also still beyond reproach. It's a weird situation where it means something to beat the New Day, but it doesn't hurt the New Day if they lose. It's a weird dynamic, but I feel like that's what we have when you've been around and at the top for that long. That's sort of the role that you get in. It's They're sort of in a uh, John Cena Uh, Charlotte Flair kind of role where they can win and lose a ton and neither is surprising and it always makes somebody if they do lose to them, it seems like. So if you want to make the Hurt Business, doing it against the New Day is fantastic. The New Day's on their 10th Tag Team Championship. I think they're going to have a good 12 to 15 before they're truly done as a team. And in order for that to happen, they're going to have to drop it a couple more times. So why not here? We need to shake it up, and this is a great spot for it. I'm saying your new Tag Team Champions, the Hurt Business. Moving on from that, I'm going to talk about what I think is probably the most anticipated match of the night, at least for me, and that's The Fiend and Randy Orton. Uh, You know, Randy Orton, I'm not going to lie, Randy Orton can be boring, but tennis can be boring, and chess can be boring, but when they're excellent, they're fantastic to watch, and when Randy Orton is all in, which I think he is now, I think he still delivers some of the most interesting promos and matches in all of wrestling over any brand. And The Fiend is definitely no different. I mean, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend doesn't really give promos. Bray Wyatt does, or now Alexa Bliss does. But still, the character itself, just all that, all dimensions of it, these guys just, they should have great chemistry. They had that WrestleMania match a few years ago that was not great, but I think everything that they've been doing so far leading up to this has been really, really good. Uh, I love... They're using the fact that they're not in front of a live audience so they can do more of those cinematic type things like having Bray Wyatt disappear and The Fiend reappear in a way that you would not be able to do live. Uh, it's it's really, really interesting television and it's really fun. Uh, as far as who's going to win, I mean, The Fiend has kind of dominated this entire feud and generally when that happens, it means the other guy is gonna get their revenge at the, at the big spot if this is the blow-off match. Traditional wrestling storyline dictates that Randy Orton wins this match, but you know I got to I g I gotta I gotta hit some home runs here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a long shot and I'm gonna say that the fiend is gonna get the win here. And the reason why is because I think the Fiend, has, as a character, has taken very few losses. But every loss that he has taken has really set his character back uh, several months. And it's taken him... He's had to rebuild every time. And he has rebuilt every time. But, you know, this was really... You know, his, his loss to Seth Rollins and last year, of course, in Goldberg. And even against Braun Strowman, uh, it's, he's had to climb back from that. And if this is someone that we want to keep... In the upper tier of wrestlers, you know, if we don't want him feuding with retribution or something like that, we need to give him wins. He needs to stay credible as an in-ring wrestler as well as a sports entertainer. So I say give the win to The Fiend here. Randy Orton just got another title run, albeit a short one. He can do some jobs for some people, and I think The Fiend needs this a lot more than Randy does. So out of pure necessity... I'm going for the fiend to pick up the win here. Uh, sticking with the raw side of things, we've got the WWE Championship match between Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. There hasn't been a ton of build up to this match, although AJ did uh, try and cut a few or try to cut a really good promo at the end of Raw last week, and he did some things that was smart for this feud. He pointed out that he has successfully defended the WWE title in a TLC match before, and this is Drew's first time ever being in one. It was a valiant effort, and I have grown to appreciate AJ Styles on the microphone. I still think he's not the best on it, and I think he's an overrated mic worker, but he did his very best to make me really care about this match. And I do care about it enough just because it, it's two great wrestlers and we know we're going to see a good match. Um, but I'm going to take Drew on this uh, simply for the fact that I have a good feeling of whoever wins the Royal Rumble is going to be challenging challenging Drew at WrestleMania. It's just my gut. Uh, I have a couple favorites and an underdog who I think have a good chance of winning the Rumble. And I think all of them line up a lot better as opponents to... Drew then to Roman. So we got to have Drew win and keep his title. I doubt he's going to pull a thing like he did with Orton where he drops it and picks it back up in that time. But he might. I don't know. I was wrong the last time. I could be wrong again. But I'm going to say officially my prediction is Drew McIntyre retains. The other major championship that's happening Tomorrow on TLC, back on the SmackDown brand, is between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And I have to say, this is the best work that Kevin Owens has done in years. And that's not a credit to Kevin Owens suddenly finding himself. I'm sure Kevin Owens has always had it in him. It's a credit to creative for finally giving him something that he can actually sink his teeth into. You know, this is the reason this feud right here is the reason why Luke took Kevin Owens number one overall in this fantasy draft because when Kevin Owens is on his intensity is so real it's palpable he's witty he's ruthless he's an incredible storyteller in and out of the ring you just believe him on top of that he's hilarious his NXT KO show that he did uh earlier this year in the fall it was one of the funniest things I think that WWE has done all year I was laughing my ass off um Add on to that, this whole Roman Reigns storyline is just a total home run. Uh, This is storytelling that keeps people captivated. This is a big reason why Raw is a three-hour show, SmackDown is a two-hour show, and when I watch them on DVR, I usually finish Raw in a much shorter time than I finish SmackDown because the storylines on Raw aren't captivating to me. These storylines that they're telling on SmackDown right now, even if I don't like all of them, like I don't, like I don't care about Carmella and Sasha. and I admit that, but there's so many good things going on on SmackDown side. Uh, I loved, not to, not to, detour too much, but I loved Biggie interrupting Sammy Zayn's Sammy Awards, which was hilarious. Uh, just so much good storytelling and fun storytelling. I feel like. The characters over on SmackDown are really getting to be themselves, or at least put more of themselves into uh, their on screen personas. And it's showing and it's paying off in a big, big way. This is awesome. Um, and as fun and intense as Kevin Owens has been, and as much as I'm rooting for him, I don't think there's any way this Roman Reigns train is stopping anytime soon. The momentum is just too much, he's going too hard. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep going to WrestleMania. It's going to go through WrestleMania. We're looking at a very, very long championship run for Roman Reigns. We're looking at a Brock Lesnar, CM Punk-esque run for Roman Reigns, I truly believe. So Roman Reigns gets the title here. Finally, I'm closing with the match that is very, very confusing to me. It's the women's tag team title match. Saved it for last, because it's the most difficult, Uh, we're currently working on a situation where Asuka needs to find a replacement for Lana, uh, but the Lana injury is clearly a work. So the question that the internet trolls are asking is, is Lana actually going to be out and is there actually going to be a replacement or are they just continuing to build this sort of Underdog heroic Lana situation where she's going to come back and fight through it hurt and somehow pick up the win. At the end, and get the miracle win, just like she got the miracle win at Survivor Series, simply by being the only person that wasn't thrown out. Um, it's going to be great if they give her the against all odds, injured like Bret Hart in the 1994 Royal Rumble angle, and she comes limping out and pulls off a miracle and gets the win. Uh, if if they want to do something with Lana, which it looks like they definitely do, this is the great time to do it, and. They've already done the two-belt thing with Becky and with Sasha, so to do it with Asuka wouldn't be that far of a stretch. It's still strange to me, uh, and it seems too soon to do it again, but I think it would work in this situation. If they don't do that, and there is actually a replacement for for Lana, then... It really is going to depend on who is replacing her. They sort of tease that it could be Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke. I don't think it's going to be either of those two. I think if it is either of those two, then Shayna Baszler and Aya Jax are definitely going to retain the titles. Uh, But another name that's been thrown out that's really interesting is Charlotte. And while I am having a hard time believing that the way that they would bring Charlotte back is to win the tag team titles with Asuka... It could also make sense if they want to set up a future Charlotte versus Oscar rivalry. You know, you you have the team get thrown together and win the tag titles and then chaos ensues. It's a story that's been told a million times for a reason. It works. And that could be something that they want to do. And it seems like it's about time for Charlotte to come back. I still think she's going to come back a little bit later, maybe in about a month or so. But... It wouldn't totally shock me to see her come out here. And if she does come out, her and Oscar are definitely going to win, I think. I don't think there's any way Charlotte comes out and they lose this match. But if it's someone like Dana Brooke or, or Mandy Rose or someone like that, then I think definitely uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will keep it. I don't really know what they're going to do with either of them after that. After they break them up. Uh, it seems like they've sort of run their course it's turning sort of into the Nia Jax show and Shane is just sort of there and that's not a good thing. When you have a hodgepodge tag team like that anyway, you got to really make sure you're highlighting both of them and I don't think they've done a good job ever of doing that and this might be time to sort of end that experiment, let them do something new, give them some new rivalries, give them a fresh face, maybe move one of them to SmackDown but I'm... I, I was going to say I'm over Naya and Shayna, but I was never under Naya and Shayna. I, I never was a fan of it. I want to see him lose here, so I'm going to pick him to lose here. I think Asuka and her mystery partner get the win. I think the mystery partner is most likely going to end up being Lana, but on the off chance it's some miracle comeback like Charlotte or something like that, I think we're going to see it anyway. So official prediction is new Tag team champions both in the men's and women's division. I've got Asuka and her mystery partner picking up the new tag team, women's tag team titles. And then I've also got the Hurt Business getting the men's tag team titles. Other than that, I've got Reden- uh, Redemption retention with Sasha Banks. Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns all holding on to their titles. And then in the odd grudge match that's on the card, I've got The Fiend picking it up. So that's Fiend, Hurt Business, Sasha Banks, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Asuka, and her mystery partner all getting wins tomorrow night on TLC And that's going to be it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Short and sweet, cut and dry. I'm going to be back one more time before the end of the year with my top 10 TLC matches. I was going to release it before. I've got the list, but I'm saving it because I'm really hoping that Roman Reigns and KO do a good enough job to make it on the list. My number 10 and my number 9 are definitely shaky, and I can see a little switch-up happening. So I'm going to save that. I'm going to record it (laughs) uh, probably... Monday. So expect another episode very soon. But until then, I am your reigning, rarely defending, highly disputed champion of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. I'm going to take the count out loss and get out of here with my belt. Good night, everybody.